Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm so inspired to have this lady in studio with me today. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussions, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into the point with Kristen Bird. I am so excited you guys are here today. I feel like there is dance news coming everywhere from the left, from the right, from up above. It's so exciting. But let's talk about who's in studio with me today. You guys, I've had so many requests for her, and I'm so glad she's here. Miranda Davis. Thank you. So I'm, happy to be here. I'm so happy you are here. You know, this is we, we never met in person. No, which is crazy. It kind of feels weird. I feel like I've known I feel like I've known you a long time, which I is weird. You're the same. We've had one phone conversation. <laughs> Conversation, a bunch of texts, some DMs. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. A comment yeah. here or two on you know Instagram and Twitter. It feels like forever though. It really does, <laughs> which is so strange that I'm literally like, how have I never met you before? So weird. I know. I know. It was like I've had a couple of people where I'm like, I circle around you for a long time um, with like uh-huh. the same people, same friends, and things like that, and then. Finally, we just finally like land in the same spot at the same time when it's meant to be. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, you have such a fascinating story. I mean, I, I was I was looking at those and I didn't write a lot of questions because I was like, there's just so many different angles to approach. I, I was telling you, I'm like, I have a couple of ideas yeah. in mind. I'm like, I'm on I'm on a rant and a roll about certain things in dance world. So. Um, Let's first just, I want to start out because tomorrow night is a big night for you guys. You guys are on the duels. We finally got to the duels. Finally. (laughs) It felt like forever, right? It it did. (laughs) Those qualifiers. Well, and for you, the qualifiers, you came later in the qualifiers, and all of a sudden you're like, here we are, the duels. Mm -hmm. Yes. It it felt like it was never going to (laughs) happen. And then then now it's it's going, you know? It's here. It's here, finally. Um, Again, just to remind everyone, uh, because the duels have not aired, we're not allowed to discuss what happened at the duels or whom they battled at the duels. Otherwise, we'll have NBC knocking at our door. And they've been very generous to to us this summer. So we want to play by the rules, of course, and as do you. For sure. Because you probably have an NDA that you signed, I bet. Just a few. Just a few. I know. I've got three (laughs) NDAs going on with three different networks right now. And I'm like, what can I say? Um, But I I just want to start at the world of dance, just because it's kind of fresh in my brain in terms of what made you decide to um, audition or, you know, have your choreography be a part of the show? So they approached me, the casting um, company, um, on Instagram from seeing a bunch of different videos from my show Unbreakable um, on our company Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I thought a long time about what group to bring. And I have these two boys, Wyatt and Charles, that are a main track in our show. And... um, Legacy is kind of a thing that I think about a lot in my life. And I just kind of thought, what what could change the world maybe just a little bit or just change the mind of a couple people? And um, I took took a risk on the boys. I really didn't think we were going to make it on the show just because it's so different. But um, World of Dance really embraced them. And um, I'm glad I took the risk. I was right. Yeah, your instincts really were right. And it was something that we talked about on After Buzz, actually, on our after show. You you and I discussed it also briefly, too. I love men dancing together. It's not done enough. Right. Um, it's been nice to also seeing Rudy Abreu with his men's collective. Sure. Um, but I but I think when it becomes just two men, it's even more intimate. And I think people confuse intimacy with... They take it straight to the bedroom. Let's just put it that way. And intimacy can be a whole range of things within friendships and relationships and parent and child. And I think the word intimacy freaks people out. And what I loved was how intimate your piece was and how beautiful it was. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I feel like sometimes with... uh, uh, minorities, almost minority groups that aren't aren't represented, mm-hmm. we tend to marginalize them or stereotype them. And so, I was really excited about bringing a piece with two men that showed the dynamics, um, the same dynamics we see of of straight relationships on TV, right. giving those same dynamics to to a same sex 
you know, pair on yeah. World of Dance. So um, I do agree that that, you know, if you look at them, they're dancing very masculine. But as we talked about earlier, sometimes just emotion is is interpreted as feminine. And that's such an interesting um, thing that people do. But when you really look at how they're dancing, it's it's quite masculine. But and, it, and it's both, though. You yeah, know what I mean? like it that's, is. That's and it the crazy be. thing. As, as, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and my point is with all of this, because we're, we're going to bring you in to the circle of what Miranda and I were talking about, because <laughs> it was a little conversation. But I said something that's been weighing on my brain a lot. And I feel like we're in a society where, you know, gender fluidity is is a thing. Um, and the ideas of what masculine and feminine are, they're, they're not one thing. They're right. not black and white. And that's it. Like, I don't have to be dainty, as I said, like dancing around like this. And men don't have to be like, right. like cavemen dancing around either. Uh, all genders can embrace both qualities. And I was like, you know, you were like physically they were dancing very masculine, but I said some of that emotion can be interpreted as um, feminine. However, it's human, sure, because we all have moments of vulnerability and we sure. I, we have moments of strength at, at different times. And so I, I think you know sometimes I hate it when someone's like, you're not dancing masculine enough to a man, and saying to a woman like, you need to dance lighter. It frustrates me because I'm like, it's also interpretation of absolutely and music and what you're feeling and the dancer. And there's so many elements to it. Absolutely. I talk about this in class a lot, too. You have to be able, no matter what gender you are, to do both. To be versatile. Yes. Like um, women should be able to dance beautifully and soft and graceful, but also should be able to attack and be strong. So, yeah, I agree. It, it should be fluid and, and we should know how to do it all. I'm glad, well, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you're talking about it in your classes, too, because yeah. I feel like it's some of these like norms that we have accepted for a long time. And I'm like, let's just start breaking yeah. down the walls. Yeah. And so I'm like, I keep bringing it up just hearing listening to whether dancers and choreographers and i feel like the dance community is really on it but sometimes we even hear judges and also i'll say it's nigel lithgow sometimes i i get frustrated sometimes i'm like don't don't tell the dancer that per se um because maybe that was the interpretation of the music yeah. from the choreographer the direction that's a possibility it is yeah. a possibility <laughs> i know art is subjective we all know that too as well um how did you feel about your experience because i i it's been interesting talking to season one contestants and season two contestants and i feel like the show has evolved to a better place in season two um did you have a good experience overall we did um i had a very different experience than the contestants because i'm i'm the choreographer so um you know, I'm not involved. I'm always there, but I'm not involved in the, you know, what's what's on camera other than, you know what I mean, instructing them what to do and, and putting in my two cents. So I'm always there, but never seen. And it was really interesting because our group was all adult professionals, all solos, duets, trios. And um, it was so interesting because our whole group just loved each other. That's good. And um I kind of I was the only outside choreographer that wasn't in their act in our group. Oh. So I kind of became everybody's mom. <laughs> Do you need a cookie? Here's a juice box. I got a band-aid. Exactly. They would run like all their changes or things like corrections by me. And um, we had such a great time. B-Dash and Concrete, actually, uh, we had this conversation one day and we were just like, can we just turn this show into like a review instead of a competition? Like, we don't want any of us to go home and Mm-mm. we just want want to keep creating work every week that's interesting so um it was so great to uh, meet and work with all those people and um obviously tabitha um was amazing and aka nappy tabs right. one half of nappy tabs right she's just such an amazing woman um multitasks like nobody i've ever seen you know this is a thing too and it's it's great to see that they're they're hard workers they work nonstop. um but the doors that they have opened for everybody in the dance industry they're one of the the leaders and the pioneers and creative directors executive producers they're it's amazing what they've accomplished yes it really is and they have a family on top and they have a family and and they're young (laughs) they are young this is not we're not talking about people that are like 70 years old they are young Mm -hmm. still doing it still in the game and still have so much more to do um i'd love to ask about this was it uh uh, Tabitha that you worked with when in terms of staging because I know that they sometimes right. come in they take a look at it and say maybe for the camera like move a little bit this way or that angle we primarily worked with Matt Katie who okay, is great. a dear friend and I love so much um 
you know, both him and Tabitha were so respectful of of my vision, but also offered, you know, different advice or things I didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the way they film is different from the way Dancing with the Stars films. And um, I didn't have as much control over what was seen. And so I really had to place my trust in some of their advice. And they never they never let us down. And they respected us when we said oh, we we don't feel that way about that change. Right. So we primarily worked with Matt, who was wonderful. And then um, towards, you know, later, Tabitha would come in towards like the end of the week before we filmed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And they've been really smart about working with those uh, supervising choreographers. Agreed. I interviewed Brittany Cherry. Sure. Yeah, I love her. I love and, her too. you know, she was just talking about her behind the scenes role. And she's like, you know, sometimes people are super open to it. And sometimes the, the artists have to stick to their guns on, mm-hmm. on the movement and things like that. She's like, but I would really always try and make sure that like a big trick was seen. From a really good camera right, angle. Right. Because again, we're dealing with a 360 stage, um, the LED floor. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of a elements. A lot of components. How did your dancers find that floor? I've heard a couple Ooh. things that it was cutting up their feet with the it, little squares. It was cutting up their feet very badly. Um, my dancers dance barefoot, mm. and uh, legally, they had to tape their feet. Um, before every performance. And that's hard, just like a piece of tape, you know, that they're not used to. Right. It adds and a layer between yeah, them and the floor. Yeah, it does. And um, it's also very slippery, very, very slippery, because obviously there's something over that plasma screen, but you can imagine for it to be that clear and, and you know, slick. It's it's It was pretty. It looks beautiful it on does. TV. It and does. then I've heard from the dancers, like people that are doing, you know, like the Trader Rego 540, um, trying to like find your spot because you're like, am I looking at the floor? Am I looking at the ceiling? Like it's a little tricky. Tap dancers, slick. Mm-hmm. All the um, contemporary dancers were saying that their feet were just ripped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. You know, the the boys came off um, the very first week for qualifiers. Came off stage the first time they did a dry block. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this stage. <laughs> and I'm like, but it looks so pretty, so you know, pretty. but um, it is hard. You're in the round and there's lights everywhere, down, up, everywhere you look. And, and an audience. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a whole different ballgame. How did you feel? Because you have no control. You send your dancers through that tunnel. Away they go. You're on a couch, on a monitor, like mm-hmm. just watching it. For that qualifiers round, were you super nervous? I mean, I I think I'd feel a little bit like I have to throw up. <laughs> I was definitely nervous, um, but at the same time, I was really proud of what we were presenting. And um, even if they didn't like it, I was going to be okay with that because um, I was just I was proud of what we were doing. So as long as the boys put their you know best foot forward, which I really feel like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay, but sure, it was definitely it was definitely nerve wracking. That drama of going through the <laughs> the tunnel, it's like through like the big Super Bowl. Like yeah, going it the really tunnel. is. It really is. So, um, just the music and everything. Once you get an audience in there, and and a lot of people don't realize this, you guys. There's three beeps before the music starts. Oh yeah, and the dancers talk about it like it's PTSD a little bit because they know <laughs> that once that third beep goes, it is time to start. Everyone tells me they're like uh-huh. oh, those beeps. I would like try and breathe. One more time, and uh-huh. then you have to start dancing. The beeps, and then the tick, 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 tick. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, "That's our song." But that's everybody's song. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it definitely gets me nervous. I do love to hear the, the behind the scenes of those like little moments, though, because we don't get to see them. You know, watching it in our living room or anything right. else like that. It's such an experience. It's a build up, yeah. and it makes you feel like it's a really big. Sh- it's a big show. Like, it, this it's is, huge. Yeah. yeah, this is no like. Jennifer Lopez is executive producing it. This is a big show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. How did you feel? I mean, how did you feel when it came to these uh, judges' comments? Because I thought that it was exactly what they should have said. But you don't know. I Sometimes I'm like, whoa, I expected Neo to go this way. And he went left. Sure. I mean, it's unpredictable. Yes. Um, I was crying from their comments. Obviously, any kind of positive validation like that feels Always great. Feels so good. And and when J Lo stood up, I almost passed out because who doesn't want J Lo to stand up for <laughs> for them? Um, I thought it was really interesting and and cool that they were okay in terms of our our boys' dress. You know, they're they're not in sparkly costumes at mm-hmm. all. So so that was a worry for me um, that they looked different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a certain abandonment to my choreography that um, 
you know, can be interpreted as as messy to some people when uh, I loved when J-Lo said, like, life is messy. Mm -hmm. This is what life looks like. Um, And so it was really exciting that they embraced the qualities that I was concerned about how they would interpret. It's so it's so funny that you're talking about that, like the rawness and the the messiness and everything we talked about in the Afterbus panel. And someone said, but I think I saw like a, a, a toe that wasn't pointed. But I'm like, that was that was part of the like the right, dance. Right. Like the, this is all like, you know, when you're just like in the throes of something, yeah, like yeah. it's you're just not thinking about your foot. <laughs> you're not thinking about like, I need yeah. to, No, I was like, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, no, that was and they were like, oh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, just watch it again and like, look at how everything is sort of of, you know, you just feel the realness of it all. So, and and I love, again, that, you know, J-Lo made that comment of just like, you got, yeah. yeah. What was it? Like, I don't know if you, if you don't get it or yeah, you, she said it's sad. If, or, if you don't, if you don't like it, you're just scared. There you go. That was, I'm like, much better. Was awesome. <laughs> much better your direct words of understanding yeah. what she said. I'm like, but it, it was so wonderful to see that. And yeah. see national TV, like, audiences mm-hmm. being able to understand like hey you know what this is a part of life everyone right, right um so obviously since we can't talk about the duels we can talk a little bit about preparation for the duels was there anything that you decided uh, to change or did you feel like you had you guys were on a good path and you know you were going to stay that course for the duels we um we went a little bit of a different direction in terms of we kind of thought that they would want to see a different side of us. Mm-hmm. So that's um, what we went with. Okay, um, good. Yeah. You know, I, I've been talking about that a lot, and it, it's coming up a lot in the judges' comments. We want to see something different. And so I've even been saying this about, like, a Karen e. Ricardo, where they just hit you over the head, and it's like, wow, wow, wow. And I said, are they going to do, like, in the next round for the cut, because we already know that they've made it through the duels at this point, like, are they going to do something softer? They can still do a lot of tricks, because I'm like, I'm listening to the judges, and I'm hearing, give us something different. We don't want to see same, 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 same. Right. They said the same thing to Eva Igo. They want something more, something different. Right. So I think that that's a great strategy to, to be thinking about. Yeah, that's what we tried to do. <laughs> I love yeah. that, though. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, too. I think people forget, like, reality competition shows, there is a bit of a strategy to it. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's stuff you can't control, but then there's stuff that you can go, okay, well, we can, we can, I, I'm right. hearing what they're saying, like, we'll do that. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a strategy, sure. Um, based off of, we, of course, we don't know what the ending is, but uh, would you come back for season three if you were asked? Um, we aren't coming back for season three. Oh, that's an official. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we uh, kind of feel like we we put our, our best foot forward, and I think in picking the boys, uh Two men, it's a difficult course longevity-wise. There's only so much you can do with two men. And sure, there's a lot of possibilities. But um, if we did come back, I would want to use more of the company Mm -hmm. and showcase that. So um, maybe in the the future. But want to kind of give it a a, a second. Give it a pause. To breathe, yeah. No, but again, that's part of reality show strategy right too. i was like there is a strategy to it and if you're thinking you know what we will play you if you come back and then they're like well we've seen this with the right. two men you don't want that yeah yeah you want to go out with like your best foot yeah, forward on that for sure yep that's your story that's what i always say <laughs> that's the story yeah because uh, there is there's always that unknown element of like how they're gonna take the story a little curve left yeah, or right. We don't know. You never know. We, <laughs> never know. we have no idea. Every time we turn on the TV, it is just as big of a guess as the audience. Yeah. I know. And sometimes the packages they create can be, you know, there's always like the dad didn't support the son who danced. There's always, there's always, always, there's always yeah. that story. There's yeah. one each season. So you just never, ever know. Well, I want to now we're going to backtrack because I just sure. wanted to kind of get all the, all the fresh stuff because it was kind of uh, just fresh on my brain. And we were talking about the whole masculine versus feminine thing. And I'm like, I just got to It's been on my brain a long time. And this piece in particular really was sparking some ideas in me. But, you know, your story is so fascinating. Um, you and I chatted about it briefly when we did an article for Dance Network and everything. Um, but I don't I don't know if everybody knows it or some people may know pieces of it from seeing Dancing with the Stars. But. Your life is, I mean, it evolves from day to day. Like, I'm sure, are you having a good day today, like, health-wise? Today is good. Yesterday today is good was day. not, but today is oh. good. <laughs> yeah. So explain to everyone who may not know your history, because it's 
if I'm correct, eight autoimmune. Yes. Well, dis- um, or some, some autoimmune, some but autoimmune, eight, but eight yes, yes, Ill- diseases, diseases, yeah. illnesses that affect you on a daily basis. Yes. What is the one that drives you bananas the most? Um, oh, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. You have lupus. I, yes. I have a sister-in-law with yes. lupus and that's a, that's a roller coaster. It is. I it, know for it's, her. It's really difficult and I'm, um, super sensitive to the sun. So, um, which is why my skin is like vampire color. No, it's actually um, beautiful and <laughs> milky smooth. unlike my freckles. So thanks. Um, so it, it's, it's difficult. I, I can't be in the sun. If I'm in the sun, even for five minutes, it flares. Mm-hmm. Um, it all, Everything I have is completely unpredictable, and there's no cure for for any of the eight. And some of them don't even have a treatment course because they're so rare. So um, just just even having anything wrong, it takes me sometimes a week to figure out which disease it is. And then I'm on 25 medications a day. So, you know, you listen to those commercials on TV for medications and they list the side effects for like, you know, two minutes. And you're like, who would even take this? And so that you're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. So that list of side effects, multiply that by 25. And so sometimes you're like, am I experiencing a, a side effect of a medication or <sighs> is it my illness? Yeah, that's frustrating, mm-hmm. too. That's really, really frustrating. And you were someone who was dancing as a, as a little one. Uh, you've danced your whole life, mm-hmm. which is incredible. When did you start feeling like, I don't think I feel right or I don't feel well? Were you like three and sometimes always feeling like under the weather? Or I was about three or four when I first realized something wasn't right. Um, I would stand up and I would lose my vision. It would go like black. And I thought, you know, when you're little, you don't know what's normal and what's not. So for a long time, I thought I was normal. And then I said something to my friend, like, oh, you know, when you stand up and you can't see anything. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, no. That's not normal. Yeah. So um, we started searching very young for what was wrong and we we couldn't find it. And it wasn't actually until I moved out here um, when I was 28 that Cedar sinai the doctors there, started figuring it out. So grateful for them. And you were in New York City before. You weren't like in the middle no. of nowhere <laughs> where you don't get great medical care. There's incredible hospitals and research yeah. centers in New York City, but it just takes that right doctor, doesn't it? It does. It does. Somebody that, that believes you and also you have to be your own advocate. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand autoimmune because right. I look at you and I go, well, you don't look sick, right. but you could be having a very bad day. And I think people don't necessarily understand that. Right. A lot of it is is invisible illness. Um, for those that knew me like prior to 30, I had really long hair and I was really tiny. So the people that knew me then see a, see a marked difference. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that have met me since I've been sick, there's a lot of people that have no idea, you know. Right. Um, but it is it is a struggle for for people to to understand sometimes, you know, this is real, whether you see it or not. I thought what was interesting when we spoke um, a few months back was that you're adopted. And mm-hmm. so you didn't have this medical history of like, well, my mother suffers from this or we have this on the my the paternal side. Um, everything was a big question mark of yeah. really trying to understand where this was all coming from. Right. It, it was very difficult because the first question doctors usually ask are, what's your medical history? And there was there was nothing there to find. Um and so uh, I did search for them um, late in my 20s and and found them, which definitely opened doors to information. Um, so, yeah, that, that was definitely a difficult search. Yeah, I, I've got to imagine because you're, you're trying to just find answers. It's also emotional just right. trying to find right. birth parents. <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's a lot. How did you on the mental aspect of that? Because you're, you're trying to get as you know, well as you can sure. um, to have good, more good days than bad days. And then on top of this, you're, you're, you know, going into a part of your past that you're like, I had these amazing parents that right. raised, who raised me, but I also have birth parents out here. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people don't want to find their birth parents and sometimes people do. It's a, it's a tough thing. Yeah, it, it was, it was challenging. It was challenging because I was going through the worst physical time of my life. And obviously I was about to open this sort of box emotionally yeah. of, of, um, you know, things that I, I didn't know. So it was, it was difficult, but I'm glad I did it. And, um, it definitely helped the, the medical 
part of my journey for that's, sure. That's good. Mm-hmm. How did all of all of uh, your illnesses affect your dance career? And I think this is really important because you were, I mean, you've been out there on the convention circuit. You've been mm-hmm. teaching. You were in New York City working. How has that impacted it? So um, I danced for several years and really had no interest in being a choreographer at all. Just wanted to dance. And um, I had a great dance career. But amidst all of that, it was very difficult. I was getting injured constantly, a lot of surgeries. um, And what type of injuries were you doing, like like an ACL or? Um, So I had ankle surgery, hip surgery, um, tore something in my shoulder. And these are all symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos, which is a genetic disease I have, Mm -hmm. which um, basically you don't produce collagen. So everything in your body falls apart. And oddly enough, it's a one in three million disease. But most people that have Ehlers-Danlos are either dancers or gymnasts. And it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, because what inspired someone to go into dance or gymnastics. Right. And definitely part of what made me the dancer I was, was my flexibility. And I was overly flexible. And um, it was definitely like a trait to my dancing. So it's this weird hang up catch 22 of um, this disease gave me this really cool trait to my to the way I moved. But at the same time, it, it was, you know destroying my body did you have great turnout like was Mm -hmm. it easy yeah and like crazy feet and hips and and beyond 180 yeah Yeah. all that you were doing tilt tuesday before tilt tuesday was a thing right i I love to tilt tuesday (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh you were doing tilt tuesday maybe you invented tilt tuesday what do we know maybe Maybe. um yeah so it, it it was hard um and as i got into it's it's a disease that progresses so as i got into my you know mid 20s it started just being one injury after the other after the other and I had this really odd but great transition of all of a sudden I I started teaching and choreographing and it started being really successful and I didn't even notice the transition like all of a sudden my choreography career just kind of took off Mm -hmm. and it was around that time that my body was just done it was no longer possible so I'm so thankful because so many dancers don't have that kind of transition. They have that career-ending mm-hmm. injury, and then they're like, what right. is next? Right. I think some dancers, and I talk about this sometimes, they are on big TV shows and have no plan B, and sometimes the contract is just taken away from you because they're like, we're done with you. Right. And I'm like, you always, I mean, you're lucky that you had that nice natural transition right. where you don't have to have that panic moment of like, how do I pay the rent? What comes next? What's my purpose? You had a purpose. Yeah, I did. And it was so. still to stay and dance and right. still be Which creative. Is so special. Yeah. It's that is really truly amazing. Um when it comes to your choreography, how has um your illnesses sort of informed your movement? How has it evolved over time? Yeah. Um it's really interesting. I think some of the most creative people have the worst stories in the sense of not not the worst, but the most difficult trying stories. And I always say, I don't know what I would do if my life was more perfect because uh, my life has been perfect for my art. And because of the difficulties and, and struggles and obstacles I've had, I have this endless well to draw from. And um, it's it's never empty because there's always something. You right. Know? There's a new challenge yeah. or there's a new thought or there's a way to take what you're thinking or feeling inside and just go, oh, I'm channeling it into this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, boy, I got something good for the studio. Exactly. <laughs> and every day I'm scared I'm going to run out of ideas. It, you know, it's a, it's a real fear. I, I create a ton of, of work every year. And I'm always like, is this going to be the day that I don't have an idea? <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. And and I am lucky to, in this weird way, to have that. The well, well is not tapped. Yeah. Well, we asked uh, Sean Liu when he was here last week, like if he ever has sort of choreographer's block. And we all have those moments. I, I you know, sure. write, I have writer's block all the time. And what do you do in the moment where you're just like, just I'm stuck at this like count and I can't get out of it. So where do you go? What do you do to sort of 
change the moment, change the energy, walk away from it. Sometimes I walk out, you know, like <laughs> just not make a big deal of it, but just like, I'm going to go to the restroom. I'll be right back. Sometimes it just takes me like, you know, getting out of the space for a second. But I definitely have those moments. And it's funny, my dancers always laugh because I'll just stay in the position. I'm known for, like, staying in the weirdest position for, like, 20 minutes not moving. And they're like, how are you not moving? And I'm like, I just need to think what's next, you know? I just need to feel what's next. It's like, have you ever started staring at something and you can't take your gaze off of it? You're like, I, it's, I'm yeah. so mesmerized by it. That's probably yeah. the same thing. You're like, I just yeah. can't get out of this position. Yeah. It's great. It, my body needs to inform me of where to go. Sometimes that happens know. faster than other times. Just yeah. give me a minute or 20 minutes yeah. and we will figure this all out are you able to dance uh what is that like movement wise when you're choreographing um i'm not able to dance sadly um you know i can move a little bit here and there i mostly work with assistants um that was a huge transition for me um having it's so tempting sometimes when i'm trying to explain something i just want to do it Mm -hmm. and the thing is i probably could but because of my illnesses me doing something full out could wreak havoc on me for weeks so having to verbally explain things and and really um find assistance and mold them to understand what's in my brain has been a real process but I know we had Will Thomas. I think he was just starting to work with you when he yes. we had him here in the studio. And he's like, she's amazing to work with. He was just really inspired by working with you. And I think you challenge your dancers also to have to think outside the box. Right, right. It's like that when you start doing, like, if you do start doing hardcore ballet and you've got that one teacher that's just like, yeah, and you have yeah. to learn yeah. sign language or you have to learn, like, their their gestures yeah. and what that exactly means. He's amazing. What, <laughs> what, and the funniest. <laughs> so funny. The funniest. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think people don't. I think he, I always feel like he's, like, underestimated a little bit. I like, agree. And underappreciated. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, he's not only fun. But he is kind and he's a talented dancer. And if you look at where he's evolved from season nine of So You Think You Can Dance Agreed. to now. Agreed. Wow. I and taught him when he was younger. You know him as a baby? Um, be, uh, was he always super tall? He was always tall and always the sweetest. I, I just love personally as a choreographer, um, he takes critique and suggestion so well. Mm. And he doesn't take it personally, which is so important, I think. He's just like, okay, she didn't like that. Let me try something else, you know? He's open. Um, he's very open, and, and he's f- just a phenomenal partner. Yes, I was talking. You guys share the same agent, too, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Go to yeah. talent. And I, we were talking Love. about Will Thomas on Saturday on National Dance Day, and she just was like, I knew at 18 he was going to make it right away, mm-hmm. so you think. And he was like, but I'm not good enough. She's like, nope, you're just the perfect type. Just go and do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got on the show, so yeah. there you go. There you he go. He had a good run. He had a great <laughs> run. Um. So I'm like, chick- this is another chicken or the egg, but I will, we'll go to, we'll go to my last days because okay. I think that this was, I feel like for you, even though I haven't known you long, I, <laughs> again, like, I feel like I know you so long, but I feel like this was a game changer for you. It was. <laughs> um, and I feel like maybe it's inspired you even more. It's like opened you up and made you even more creative and all these wonderful things are happening in your life. That's my outside interpretation of it. Um, So I know how this came about, but how did Justin Baldoni come into your life? So uh, kind of a long story. I'll try to make sure. Sure, you can give some highlights. We had a a mutual friend that um, I grew up with, like childhood, and they happened to meet each other in Costa Rica. Justin was on a vacation. (laughs) I didn't know it was Costa Rica. Justin was on a vacation and he was living there, the, the childhood friend. And mm-hmm. I, I haven't I hadn't spoken to this this person in years. But um, were you connected via social media? Exactly. At least? Yeah. So I guess Justin was was first putting out my last days. It was like the first season. And he was just talking about, you know, how difficult it is to cast a show like that and, and you know, who he picked and. Nathan said, there's this girl, you know, I grew up with and and I don't know what's wrong with her, but something's wrong. And maybe you should, you know, reach out yeah, to her. Yeah, do her story. Well, I didn't know who Justin Baldoni was. And he was messaging me constantly on Instagram. And I thought he was some weirdo. By the yeah. way, Jane the Virgin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the CW. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Happened to be having lunch with an actor friend. And I'm like, yeah, this guy, Justin Bell, somebody keeps contacting me. He's like, who? I'm like, Justin Bell. You're like, let me Yeah. 
He's like, you should get back to him. And um, I did. And he briefed me on the show. And it was the scariest thing I've ever committed to in my life. Just the title, My Last Days. I couldn't even say it until probably the month before it aired. Mm. It was very it was very difficult. And to me, I had just moved out to L.A. when I met him. And I said to him, don't you think this is the most ridiculous idea for somebody that's, you know, trying to get their footing in L.A. to be on a show called My Last Days? And he said, if you trust me and take this journey with me, I promise you your life is going to change. What made you trust him? Because (laughs) I'm like, because we're in Los Angeles. Everyone's like, trust me, trust me. Um, We both know you cannot trust everybody in this town and you need to surround yourself with people that have pure intentions. What made you know and believe that he had pure intentions? Um, We he didn't make me sign on right away. We actually became really close friends, almost like family. And um, I got to know him. And if anybody has the privilege of getting to know Justin, he is Literally the best person. He's on one of the good ones planet. in this town. Um, everybody always asks me, "Is he perfect?" And I'm like, "He's not perfect, but he's the closest thing because every day he um, works to to be better at at what he was the day before." So, um, in my trust in him and his entire team, I signed on and, and decided to do it, and it was a great great decision. Now, obviously, it involved your family and some friends. Um, were they hesitant at all? Because it's it's sometimes hard to to go forward with the story. It's hard to talk about some of these um, topics and then to be emotional on camera because it right. is, you know, I look, listen, I cry at looking at a kitten. I am right. like, I'm not good. At, <laughs> yeah. Like, I have no poker face whatsoever. Yeah. So um, I'd probably be ugly crying through the whole thing if I had to be doing it. It was difficult. I mean, there's there's people in my life that weren't included because they just didn't didn't want to be on on television mm-hmm. talking about that. And that was totally fine. Um, it was a challenge for me in that um, not everybody, everybody knew I was sick, but not everybody <clears throat> knew the prognosis. Right. And so um, one of the reasons I'm so grateful for my last days is it forced me to have conversations that I didn't really feel comfortable to have. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that I ever would be comfortable to have unless they had kind of forced those conversations. They confront you with it. Right. And um, they do it in a really non-invasive way. And uh, I didn't feel exploited in any way. But I had to, before they got to each of those people in my life, I had to break the news. So um, I'm really really glad. It, It was really difficult. But I'm really glad we did it. And then how does Julianne Huff come into the picture? Because this is so awesome, the way this whole thing plays out. It's really amazing. It really is. So um, Justin and Julianne are are good friends. Which makes sense. Yeah, because they're both amazing people. And um, Julianne had said she was coming back as a guest judge for Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Was it two seasons ago? Uh, Season, I want to say, we're going to 27, so it was 25. 25, right. Last fall. Um, And it was for one of the finale shows, the two-part finale. Mm -hmm. And she had wanted to do a piece and Justin talked to her about me and, and kind of showed her some of my stuff. And she said, I want her to choreograph the piece and wrote it into her contract that she would Hold not on, judge. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Louder for the people in the back, because this is not something that happens very often. And this is called using your power for good. Louder in the back, go. Yeah, she wrote it into her contract that she Thank wouldn't you. come back to guest judge if, you know, I wasn't choreographing this piece. And what a risk. To, I, we had never personally met at this point. Um, the trust she placed in me to, to do this for her was enormous. And, and she changed my life. She she made me visible and um, she made uh, things speed up, you know. And she got the ball rolling. Yeah. She opened that door. Mm -hmm. She, you know, and this is what we talk about all the time in the industry. And sometimes I don't think it's done enough in the dance industry. And other people, I think, are doing it really well. But you grab the person behind you and you go, here we go. Come on up. Uh, Takes you up to that next level. And it's, I mean, for you, it's been quite a ride, like, ever since. Because (laughs) Dancing with the Stars is a top 10 national broadcast show we're not even talking cable. Like, everybody who has, as long as they have a digital box, they get ABC. 
That's a big deal. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. <laughs> Were your parents able to come to the show and see it live? Um, or They weren't, but they got to see it on TV, of course. They had a big watching party. Um, oh, that's fine. It was, it happened so fast, like the actual process, you know? So um, there wasn't a lot of time. My parents are in Florida to get them <laughs> To get there them there. And, you know. <laughs> so um, you, obviously Julianne was in it. I know some of the Dancing with the Stars pros were in it. Did you also, Brent, you brought in a few of your own dancers, kind um, of a mixed group? I was lucky to bring in the two boys, Charles and Wyatt. Oh, good. Yeah, so they allowed me to do that. I think that that's something, um, I think you need that almost. Agreed. A, don't you feel like you're just like, I need my comfort? I know that I can look out that and they're going to understand and then everyone else will understand how I'm working and everything else. Right. It's like a everyone. You just see how the flow goes. Right. And and we actually rehearsal time only had an hour and 15 minutes, I believe, with them. We had longer for blocking, but to actually rehearse the piece. the piece and set the piece, we had an hour and 15 minutes because they're in something like 50 something, you know, dances. These pros are learning for yep. for you know, one day. So it was a quick, um, quick, quick, quick process. And um, it helped having my two boys there. And it was kind of leaving that door open and saying, come on, let's let's, let's all go, go together. Let's yeah, go on this yeah. ride together. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And just a, a shoulder. To, I don't know. A familiar face sometimes. Is oh, just for so sure. Helpful. For sure. When you're like, I'm a little scared. Yeah, yeah, a little. Sure. And so having you here just to, to tell, like, look at me and look in the eye for like two seconds. Okay, good. Right. We're good. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, are we here? We're yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. There were a few of those moments. Like, oh my god. The first god. time we walked into that ballroom, I was like, is this real life? Like, how did we get here? <laughs> for anyone who has not gone to Dancing with the Stars, if you can ever get a ticket, it is the most magnificent studio and set, and everyone dresses up and looks yes, nice. It's so classy. It makes me wish that I'd been around like when Sonny and Cher and like Carol Burnett were. It just makes me feel Agreed. like everything was super elegant on variety shows back in the day. Agreed. Bob it, it, Mackey doing costumes. Yeah. yeah. It's so classy. And, and everyone that works on that, that set is just a class act and so nice. Total pros. They know mm-hmm. what they are. And watching them assemble break a set, down. break yeah. commercials, they've got two yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah. They get it done. It's like an army. Uh, you guys did submit this piece for an Emmy, correct? We did. We so, did. Good. Yeah. Did you submit along with Julianne together or? Um, it was just me just on you. my own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so. know if she had co-choreographed or add some movement or something like that. She definitely was a part of it, but ultimately they, you know, kind of ruled that it was, it was just mine. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I always like to know, it's fun to see uh, the submissions, usually at the choreographer's reception, we get to see all 85. Um, that's how many oh, wow. entered this year. 85. Uh, and by the way, guys, um, there's a lot of confusion how Emmy nominations work. I have an article coming out tomorrow. I worked with Mandy Moore and I worked with Ebony Nichols at the TV Academy. They took me step by step through the process. I thought I, I'm a TV Academy member. I'm not in the choreography peer group, obviously, because right. what do I choreograph? Nothing. But I will tell you that um, what I thought were the rules are not what the rules are. It is so much more complex and there's so many more layers um, there's some things that probably need to be changed in the future as the branch grows, but oh, it was really fascinating. It was eye-opening. It's a whole new world. It's like, a whole new world. I had no idea. I don't know what I thought, but it wasn't what I thought. <laughs> and I will tell you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a new world for yeah. the TV Academy, too, because this peer group is, is less than two years old. The TV Academy is trying to figure out how to make things work for the growth that the dance industry yeah. is having. So it's going to morph over time. But um, it was... A fascinating discussion. So it, it was, yeah, it's and an, so much talent. If with eighty-five entries, sure, yeah, I, I and I really mean it. I, Emmy wasn't in my vocabulary until you know eight months ago, and and uh, having just just being submitted for an Emmy was just an awesome. You're you're at awesome, the table, Miranda. Yeah, like yeah, you're at yeah, the table. Like, yeah, that's that's so good. And by the way, have you joined the TV Academy? Um, we're in the process. Okay, I'm yeah, just yeah, checking because yeah. I know Mandy would want me to ask. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love Mandy. <laughs> She's so, yeah. By the way, you're like, hello, you're new, Dancing with the Stars Juniors yeah. judge. Yeah. <laughs> no big I'm deal. I'm so happy for her. No big deal. Um, I also want to ask did you submit choreography or do a showcase for So You Think You Can Dance? We did. Actually, that's what um, Will was working on me with. Cool. We, um, yeah, we did a duet with one of my company dancers, Alyssa mm-hmm. Guerrieri, and um, Will. So and submit or Jeff Thacker came in to watch. Yes, or? yeah, very good. Yeah. So it was it was another process, another whole new world. It's 
I hear he gives um, some pretty active like feedback on on numbers and pieces and says, you know, I love that. Like we could tweak this a little bit because he knows what works on So You Think You Can Dance. Exactly. That, that's what I thought was was really interesting because I've kind of hit the trifecta this year of, of the three of the three shows and they work so differently. And, mm-hmm. and Jeff definitely knows what works for that show, which, you know, is brilliant. Yeah. And he loves dance. So it's one of those things that I I think sometimes it's hard to hear a little feedback because you're like, but I really loved that moment or something. But he wants you to succeed because he does want to break in new choreographers on the show. Is there a possibility? Do you know anything? There's some there's some possibility. The door's open a crack. There's a crack in the door. There's a crack in the door. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Well, see, I, I will have every week if people don't already know on Twitter, I do get the official list from Fox. So if I see your name on a list on a Friday for Monday's show, I'll be very happy in the next six weeks. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. (laughs) So we will put it out there that you're, I will visualize you on my list because <laughs> the little email arrives in my inbox on Friday morning. Okay. So. <laughs> Amazing. I know. So I'm going to visualize yeah. his name. Let's visualize. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, since you've hit the trifecta of shows, um, I know you want to, you would love to do some touring with your company and things like that. But here, commercial dance wise in Los Angeles, what, what are your goals here? I have so many. Um, it's interesting because Lately, I really want to choreograph for Broadway, which obviously I'm in LA, so I'm like. But you can do yeah, it. Spencer I, yeah. Lift goes back and exactly. forth. Exactly. Sonia Taya has gone back and forth. Exactly. Both have shows right now that yeah. are. She's got Moulin Rouge in Boston, and I he's know, good. I know. I'm Dynasty Moulin Me Rouge too. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Um, so I'm I'm in New York almost every month, which is awesome for work. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I lived there for 11 years, so I have a lot of great connections there, and um. Really interested in in Broadway, um, choreographing for different companies as well. I kind of live on this line of of, of um, concert and commercial dance. I love that though, which I love being able to to put my foot in in both pools. Is there a company you'd love to choreograph for? Um, New York City Ballet would be the dream. I've wanted to choreograph for them forever. Little Tyler Peck, yeah, yeah, little Tyler Peck. Who doesn't love her? Oh my god, I adore her. Um, I I'm not, I have another NDA I'm not allowed to announce yet, but uh, I have booked one of my dream companies for the next season. Ooh. So as soon as I can say, I can let you know. Would it be a ballet <laughs> company, a contemporary company, modern? A modern jazz Modern company. jazz, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll keep that in my head. Yeah. I love NDAs. You'll so be I, the first to know. Thank you. Just slide into my DMs. <laughs> yeah. I love it when people slide into my DMs yeah. and they're like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting, though. Good it for is you. so exciting. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's like, if Dancing with the Stars was like the opening calling card um, to take that career to the next level, I mean, what a great platform. Yeah, great springboard. And I think also, too, we have to remember, we don't get the result shows the way we used to, and we don't have like Macy's Stars at Dance. Right. So for Julianne to put that in, besides where, where I was like, stop everyone, listen to this one yeah. more time. But the fact that we were able to get a number that wasn't just the contestants performing and things like that, that it was an original piece. It's so rare. I mean, and also that's Mandy's kingdom, you know, and Mandy was so kind and sweet and welcoming, you know, to to let let me in her world. You know, she is a special one. And she really is. I don't I I think I told you before, I was like, she just hasn't changed. Um, She's still the same Mandy. Mm -hmm. She's very humble. She's smart. She knows what to you know, what she's looking for. She choreographs for the camera the way very few people do. She's got an eye. Yeah, she gets it. Sometimes I look at an angle she chooses and I was like, God, that's so genius. Yeah. That's why her group numbers, like the big, spectacular, epic ones. Yeah. She, man, she's she good. She juggles so much and with a smile. Yeah. But I, I love that. And I think sometimes in this industry, we get so like, oh, someone's coming into our territory. Oh, what right. are they going to take my job? There's none of that. And I think the more open and welcoming we all are together, the better the industry is and the stronger the industry is. I agree. There's yeah. really a, a spot for everyone. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, one final question that I want to ask, and sure. I just kind of came up. Um, do you find any barriers as a female choreographer in this industry? Ooh, that was a smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. I, for some reason, I didn't really get that it is a man's world until a couple years ago. I realized, oh, wow, everybody that's in control is 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 a male, but I'm seeing progress Good. for sure. Um, 
which is really exciting. People like Tabitha and Mandy and, you know, um, you know, various, various women that are just, you know, really making their voices heard and luckily are again, holding that door open for, for the rest of us to come through. That's right. Um, but for sure, you know, we get, we get talked over a lot. I, I find that. I find, yeah. And I, so then I start talking louder and then they start talking louder. Um, yeah. I do that too. I'm like, I can talk really loud. Yeah. I come from a loud family, people. Yeah. So um, it's it's hard sometimes to, to make your voice clear and heard, but I, I do feel like it's evolving, which is exciting. It is exciting. I, I do think everything that kind of happened, all the craziness last fall in the industry was needed. Uh, it was ugly and it hurts. Um, but I, I honestly feel more empowered than I do. Like it was oh. literally like I woke up the next day and I'm like, well, I'm not going to take that. I'm I, not going to. Yeah. It's not weird. I it was felt just, so powerful. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I've spoken up in situations now that I, Wouldn't a year have. ago, yeah. never would have, Agreed. which is nuts. All right. Well, man, I just called you Mandy, Mandy Moore. Emmy winner, right? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was such a good conversation. I can't believe the hour is up. I know. I know. Isn't that nuts? So fast. I was like, I didn't really have. An, I usually fill in my categories a little bit more. And I was like, I knew with Miranda, I was like, I'm good. I just yeah. knew. I was like, I'm fine. I have so yeah, many things great. in my brain. So, um, but I'm really hoping to see you this summer on So You Think. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I just like to throw it to the universe and um, let everyone know where they can follow you on you know, Twitter and Instagram and catch out, out with all your work. Sure. So Instagram is at Marinspirations. Um, and our company is at Marinspired. And tomorrow night on World of Dance, of so course. Tomorrow night World of Dance is our duel. So make sure you check it out. So excited. Come back anytime. Come oh, back with please. big news, excitement, yeah. whatever it that is. That is the plan. Yes. <laughs> Chair is always open for thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here at To The Point with Kristen Burt. I have to tell you that next week we have Michael Domeski. Another little oh, well, I I love him. I've got a lot of questions for him, too, because he's had a really interesting trajectory. Yes. So we will have him ask him a ton of questions for all the exciting dance news. Be sure to check out dancenetwork.tv. And guys, if you didn't hear the news, Twitch is back. As a judge on So You Think You Can Dance for the next six weeks. So we are excited about that. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Popcorn Talk for hosting us, and I'll see you all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.